This is Gilbert Gottfried, and I'm here with Frank Santopadre, and this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions, once again at Nutmeg with our engineer, Frank Ferderosa, who lost three of us. <laughs> Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> Aren't you going to introduce the other important oh, cog in this uh, machine? Over, over yes, here. Yes, he's he's the clog. The oh, cog, I said, not clog. <laughs> he's, the, he's the cock in this. Uh, Paul Raver. The clog in the podcast train. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, that's my autobiography, the clog in the machine. Uh, this is something silly. Uh, we don't have any uh, housekeeping to do because we just did it all. But this is, um, I thought we would knock out, because Mario was here for the Christmas episode, which uh, posts on Christmas Day. I thought we would knock out a quick mini episode uh, with a Christmas theme ah, and try to bring up some oddball Christmas movies. Paul has his trusty research machine. I'm, I'm already looking at one that does not ring a bell. I'm, gonna, maybe, I'm not going to go in any kind of chron- chronological yeah. order. I just found these. I googled oddball Christmas movies of the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and these are some of the things I found. I'm going to start with this one from uh, 1950, and I say I'm jumping around. You do. You are not familiar with a Christmas movie called The Great Rupert. No. It is not about our wonderful uh, podcast guest, Rupert Holmes. It is a comedy fantasy, a comedy family film produced by George Powell. Wow. Of all people. You love George Powell. Yeah. You love uh, Seven yeah. Faces. Of Dr. Lau with yep. Tony Randall. Now, I found this, and I loved it. Um, I can already hear <laughs> Richard Kind screaming at his device, The Great Rupert! He loves these kind of movies. He loves the one Once Upon a Time with Cary Grant and the Dancing Caterpillar. Oh. This, listen to this plot. The story revolves around a little animated squirrel who, with lots of charm, helps two economically distressed families overcome their obstacles Their obstacles at the holiday. I'm lost. Do you know this? No. With Jimmy Durante. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Rosalinda Amendola, the daughter of happy but impoverished former acrobats, is in love with the boy next door, but her his miserly father, Frank, insists on hiding his money from his investments in the wall of their family home, and the situation changes when Joe Mahoney, a vaudeville performer who has fallen on hard times, that's obviously Jimmy Durante, yeah. shows up with Rupert the Dancing Squirrel. Oh, my God. Unsatisfied with tree life, Rupert gains access to the Dingle home and unbeknownst to Frank has his bed in Frank's hidden cache of money. This is the craziest. Yeah, George Powell. It sounds horrible. 87 minutes. (laughs) What do you got, Paul? Anything on on the great Rupert? Peter Dingle. Is is Tom Drake anybody? Tom Drake. I don't don't know. Terry Moore was in it. Uh, uh, Do you remember Terry Moore from Mighty Joe Young? Oh. And she was one of Howard Hughes's uh, lovers. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of Uncle Billy the motion picture, if you know uh, uh, Thomas Mitchell and It's a Wonderful Life. Okay, I stumped you with the first one. I I think you've said absolutely everything that needs to be said. All right, we'll throw it out to our (laughs) listeners. If you know the the great Rupert... Write us about it. Fairy tales can come true. <laughs> they can happen to you <laughs> if you're young at heart. <laughs> you know, we never had you do Durante yeah. in any of the cri- oh, and we have shows to. next year. Next year, we'll bake okay. in your Durante. Are you familiar <laughs> with a, mo- a Christmas movie called Susan Slept Here? 
No. I continue to I stump know him. George Washington slept Yes, here I know that one too. Jack Benny always used to make fun of how bad his movies were. That one and the horn blows at midnight. Yes, were the two yes. that he used to malign. Yeah. Which isn't that bad. Yeah. They used to show it on New Year's <laughs> Eve. Uh, Susan slept here, and I, I again, I'm going to put this out to our listeners, uh, directed by the great Frank Tashlin. Oh. Of all the Jerry Lewis yeah, comedies. Yeah, yeah. Artists and models and... Uh, and all of them. Uh, it is a romantic comedy starring Dick Powell in his final role and Debbie Reynolds and Herb Vigran. Do you know Herb Vigran? No. If I showed him to you, you'd know him. He was an yeah. actor with bushy eyebrows. He always played a bad guy on Superman. He talked oh, oh, talk okay. like this. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, Herb yes. Vigran. Just saw him in White Christmas the other night. Um, no need to go into the plot since you don't know it, but it has something to do with juvenile delinquency and a kind a kind-hearted cop. And it's apparently a Christmas movie. And a squirrel who no saves squirrel. the No There's no squirrel in it. But listen to this <laughs> cast. Anne Francis turns up, Honey West. Oh, yeah. Al V. Moore was the man who played Mr. Kimball on Green Acres. Oh, Do you remember God. him? Yeah. Uh, Herb Vigran, Les Tremaine. Uh, Ellen Corby, who was the grandmother on the Waltons. Okay. Uh, and Benny Rubin. Wow. How about that? Later, Reynolds later admitted having a mad crush on Dick Powell. Hmm. He taught me common courtesy. The film was nominated for two Academy Awards. Does nothing for you. Nothing. Look, how about that? We've stumped him <laughs> twice. But the common courtesy part was nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to fly around. Now, here's one I know you know. Oh. Because we have discussed this on another show. This is called A Carol for Another Christmas. And this was the Twilight. This was the one written by Rod Serling. Oh, wow. It is not a Twilight Zone episode, but it was written by Rod Serling and directed by, of all people, Joseph L. Mankiewicz. Is this the one with the drunken Santa? This is, no, that was no? the... That was the with, uh, Art that's, Carney. That's a Twilight Zone episode with Art Carney. Yeah. This is a... I believe it's a series... Uh, it was a first in a planned series of television specials. Uh, it was televised on ABC once... December 28th, 1964, and not shown again for 48 years. <laughs> wow. Until Turner Classic Movies dug, dug it up. And it includes Peter Sellers' first performance after suffering a near-fatal heart attack. Oh, geez. In 1964. It's a Scrooge story. Yeah. <clears throat> Three ghosts visit a bitter man. Three ghosts visit a bitter man played by Sterling and, Hayden. And why is he wow. bitter? He's bitter because he lost his son during World War II. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a Scrooge movie with an anti-war theme. Sterling Hayden, for people who don't the, the know. Cast I've been incredible. searching punks like this for years. Yeah, he's Captain McCluskey yeah. in The Godfather and Jack D. Ripper in Dr. Strange. Oh, yes, yes. And many other things. What were you going to say, Paul? The cast, uh, you went through some of the cast. Incredible. <clears throat> Robert Shaw, Steve Lawrence, I don't know about Edie Well, Gourmet. Steve Lawrence plays the ghost of Christmas past and <laughs> Pat Hingle plays the ghost of Christmas present. Oh. With his nine oh, fingers. Robert oh. Shaw must be the ghost of Christmas future. <laughs> Robert, Robert Shaw is the ghost yeah, of Christmas. Yeah, he had a ben pinky Gazzara. missing. Yeah. Eva Marie St. How about this cast, Gilbert? And Pat Hingle showed up in that Twilight Zone episode where he's like, like kind of like he's an adult, but he's very henpecked by his girlfriend and mother. I know the one you mother. mean. Yeah. And, and he keeps running into his friends who are still kids. Yeah. Yeah, this is this was eighty four minutes. It like I said, it aired once 
1964, written by Rod Serling, music by Henry Mancini. Wow. Of all people. So it had all this A-list talent. Joseph Mankiewicz, who made All About Eve. And And I heard Henry Mancini is one of those great composers who used to do like like early horror and sci-fi movies. Yes, you mentioned that on the show a couple of times. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Look who else is in the cast. Ben Gazzara. Oh, my God. So we got to get our hands on this. My boy, Ben Gazzara. Ben Gazzara, Britt Eklund. Oh. Pat Hingle, Sterling Hayden, Steve Lawrence. I love Steve Lawrence uh, yes. in a dramatic role. Ava Marie <laughs> St. Robert Shaw and Peter Sellers. Wow. And that's an eclectic cast. We and, mentioned it once. And most importantly, Rod Serling, Jew. Yes. <laughs> you want to get know? that in at Christmas time. Do you know Percy Rodriguez? He looks familiar. Here. I don't know Percy Rodriguez. I think he must have been on a Twilight Zone. I don't know him from The Great Rupert. <laughs> Here's another one Gilbert will know. I will. Now that I've stumped him twice. It happened one Christmas. Do you okay. know it by title? No. If I tell you who's in it, you'll start to figure it out. Uh, Marlo Thomas was the lead. Wait, was this the remake? It sure was. Uh, this was the remake. Of It's a Wonderful of Life. It's a Wonderful Life. And the story I heard with this is she was all set to do it. And she got together with uh, Frank Capra and she said to him, I'm going to do a remake of It's a Wonderful Life. Do you have any advice for me? And Frank Capra's advice was don't do it. Well, (laughs) interesting you say that because it says after its initial airing 40 years ago this week, by the way, 1977, it, it, it premiered December 11th. Yeah. 1977. So it's 40 years old this week. After its initial airing in a New York Times follow-up article, it was revealed that Frank Capra himself, the director of It's a Wonderful Life, had denounced the remake as plagiaristic. Oh. Yes. Did you mention Orson Welles? Orson Welles was Mr. Potter. Yeah. Uh, But they did a sex change. It's a uh, gender-reversed version of the film. And And, Mary Bailey Hatch is is the lead character. And who shits on the table? Uh, <laughs> I believe Cliff Norton. Okay. <laughs> it's either Cliff Norton or Faye Bainter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Cloris, Cloris Leachman's character. Named Cloris Leachman. Her, her character is Clara Oddbody. She was nominated for an Emmy. For this, Clara, Cloris Leachman. Wow. For best supporting actress in a drama or comedy special. Barney Martin, you know that actor. Oh, yes. Jerry Seinfeld's father. Yes. Marty on Seinfeld. And I remember he was also years ago in like, I think it was a vacuum cleaner commercial. (laughs) We're getting obscure. (laughs) (laughs) Have we we done an episode of vacuum cleaner commercials? We'll do an all Barney Martin episode. (laughs) (laughs) And Richard Dysart is in it. Oh Richard my Dysart God! Oh, from twenty thousand. No, that's yes. Richard no, that... Basart. We've been through this. <laughs> it's not the Velasco Theater. It's the Velasco Theater, and it wasn't Honey, Honey, Be My Baby. <laughs> Just say oh, knock, knock, knock. I'm getting an embolism. <laughs> Richard Basart was the actor on Voyage to the Bottom that's of the what Sea. I... Richard Richard Dysart was a totally different dude who's in being there. Well, who let both those guys become in? (laughs) Also in the cast, (laughs) Paul's hysterical. Also in the cast, uh, Wayne Rogers from from MASH and uh, Christopher Guest. 
as wow. Harry Bailey. I'm going to assume a very young Christopher Guest. It was broadcast at a time when It's a Wonderful Life rarely aired on television, and as a result, many viewers were unfamiliar with its source material, which is a shame. <laughs> when re- when the original 46 film returned to the airwaves, the remake slipped into obscurity. Yeah, there, there it, you go. And we have fu- talked about it. It's funny because It's a Wonderful Life seemed to be on like every single Christmas I can remember. Yeah, and now it's on. Uh, now NBC has their clutches on yeah. it, and they show it on New Year's Eve, but. I'm not even sure you can find this anymore. Perhaps it's on YouTube. Yeah, we'll put that out to our fans. So you re- you did know that one. Yes, you did. You were vaguely familiar with a Carol for yes. Another Christmas with uh, Ben Gazzara and and that that Rod Serling is a Jew and that Rod yes. Serling is a Jew. <laughs> yes, we will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. And now back to the show. Uh, the great Rupert from Jimmy Durante yes. and George Pal means nothing to you. Susan Slept Here means nothing to you. What about this one? Oh. This was briefly mentioned when we had our pal Frank Conniff here. This the, sounds familiar. Now, this yeah. one ties into a podcast guest, The Christmas That Almost Wasn't. Does this mean anything? The title sounds familiar. It's Italian. It's an, it's an Italian-American Film. It's one of those Clint Eastwood films? No, it's not a spaghetti <laughs> western. It starred Rosano Brazzi and Paul Tripp. Paul Tripp was a local uh, uh, kitty show host of a show called Birthday House. Ah. Okay. This doesn't mean anything to you. What Was it directed by the guy who did Zombie? Yes, the same guy. <laughs> it was directed actually by Rosano Brazzi himself. Wow. And written by Paul Piccolo. The Italian title is Il Nadale Cecquanovu. Does that mean anything? Which, no. Which means, <laughs> no. The title almost meant something to me. Okay. Misha Hour is in it. Oh. And look who plays Mr. Prim, Sonny Fox. Oh, wow. How about that? See, that's why I brought it up. So it's not a uh, 100% fucking guinea production. No. no. <laughs> there, there's one. One Jew two. turns yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, Which was the original title? The, this <laughs> one Jew turned out. This this show does a lot for diversity, don't it you? It really think does. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do our our two hundredth show from the UN. The classic Christmas movie. It's about the one ca- Jew shows up. <laughs> I got the wrong address. Yeah, that's hilarious. Who plays the one Jew? Is it you? I guess Phil leads. Phil leads. <laughs> we lost Phil. It's about the cancellation of Christmas. An evil man, uh, Phineas T. Prune. Phineas T. Prune. Is, oh, uh, apparently Santa owes Phineas T. Prune money, owes him rent on the North Pole, and he forecloses, and Santa has to get a job at a department store. Or who was the one so there in, you go. in I'm West not making Side these Story? Up. Who's the Jew in West Side Story? Uh, Who's the candy store? I guess. Oh, Ned Glass. Ned Glass. <laughs> Ned Glass is the Jew who turns up. <laughs> okay, here's a here's a Christmas uh, here's a Christmas movie I know because um, you're in it. Yes. This is uh, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. What do you have to tell us about this? Uh, I, I think I recorded it and my wife was played by Carol Kane. Okay. And this, yeah, there was the Billy and Mandy show and, uh, it, it's uh, like a horror yeah. episode with Santa who's like 
basically like a vampire. So she plays, so Carol, our friend Carol Kane, uh, who we've tried to book on this show, what now, Frank? Seven times, eight times? We're getting closer. She has told me that she really wants to do it. We're getting closer. Then we didn't hear. Then she came back and we worked together again. And she said, here, add me, add, add my email when you send it so uh-huh. they know. Okay. And then she blew us off. All right. Again. So we're going to get, a, a, we're gonna get uh, people to mail Carol Kane. Send your cards and letters to Carol Kane and beg her to do this show. Yeah, that was a fun one to Santa do. Santa Claus is the immortal man behind the spirit of Christmas. His predicament is he's been attacked and bitten by a vampire. Uh, he is voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. Ah. So there you go. So and I assume at the end he returns to his mortal form and his jolly. I I know it. I think at self. one point they have him chained up. Uh huh. And then of course, uh, there was Buddy the Elf. My two Christmas. That's right. Billy and Mandy and Buddy the Elf. Okay. Hey, is what happened with Carol Kane the same as when you meet a girl and she gives you like the wrong phone number? I think so. Oh yeah, yeah. I think so. That's one eight hundred. <laughs> okay, do you want to hear about this 1959 Mexican fantasy film <laughs> called Santa Claus, directed by Rene Cardona? Oh. And co-written by Aldalfo Torres Portillo? Yes, I have that in my collection. <laughs> <laughs> this has been spoofed on uh, Mystery Science Theater. This is supposedly a terrible, terrible... Uh, listen to this plot. Santa works in outer space and does battle with a demon sent to Earth by Lucifer himself to ruin Christmas by killing Santa and making all children of the earth do evil. Do ah. evil. Huh? Let's do evil. Do evil. I love this review that I read of it on a website. Uh, it's called they, they called it a Mexican fever dream of a kid's <laughs> idea of a Christmas movie made by people who clearly hate children. <laughs> <laughs> so we can talk to Frank Conniff about that one. Uh, how are we doing on time, uh, Frank? Where am I? Boy, you're you're uh, you're doing great. Am I at twenty? Let me see. I got one, two more for Gilbert. Uh, Can't get an accurate read here. Okay, how about Pocket Full of Miracles? Gilbert? That was Betty Davis. Hey, yeah. And who directed it? Oh, the little Sicilian, the man you mentioned before, Capra. Frank Capra. It's a remake yes. of Capra's earlier film, Lady for a Day. Does this uh, have anything? To do with the song, Pocket Full of Miracles? Uh, the f- song is from the is movie. It's from the movie. It's, yeah, Capra himself hated the film. Um, and didn't Sinatra have a hit with that song? It must have been later. Uh, not. I'm not sure about that. Well, Sinatra had a hit with Hole in the Head, uh, with High Hopes, rather, which is from the movie Hole in the Head, right. which he also made with Capra. This is Capra's last film. And if you, uh, if you read his autobiography, which is great, called yeah. The Name Above the Title... Uh, you can hear the the sad tale of of uh, of what happens to a great director uh, um, in his in his uh, su- supposed golden years. He had a terrible time making this movie. Oh. He cast Sinatra as Dave the Dude, the lead, but Sinatra walked out uh, due to disagreements about the script. He then tried to cast Kirk Douglas, Dean Martin, and Jackie Gleason. Wow! To no avail. It's a Damon Runyon story about a lovable gangster. Yeah. He winds up with Glenn Ford. Oh. In the lead. Because he was always funny. Yeah. <laughs> and, ca- and a charismatic lead. But it has a great cast. Uh, Mike Mazurki turns up. Wow. Barton McLean. Yeah. Uh, Sheldon Leonard. Okay. Barton McLean, uh, friendly witness. Well, he was more than just a friendly yeah, witness. Yeah, he was. Uh, he he was, was turning yeah. people in he left was a red and hunter. right. Yeah. 
and hated the Jews. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get that in. Yes. Um, uh, Peter Fox in it. He's very good in it. Uh, oh. Ed- Edward Everett Horton. Uh, and Margaret, a very young Anne Margaret, Jeez. playing Betty Davis's when, daughter. When was the movie? When was 1961. It's Capra's <clears throat> swan song. Because uh, <clears throat> in 1962, the song Pocket Full of Miracles, according to uh, Wikipedia, was sung by Frank Sinatra Jr. Oh! How old would he have been in 1962? Wow, young, young. Young. Yeah. Young. Uh, Jerome Cowan, uh, better known as, I, th- I think, the, the prosecuting attorney in Miracle on 34th Street. Arthur O'Connell, you know oh. that actor, Gilbert? Arthur O'Connell is one of those actors who, you know how there's those actors like um, Gig Young and Richard Long. Oh, that you mistake for someone yeah. else? Arthur <laughs> O'Connell always looked like Frank, Frank Ferguson. Oh, Frank Ferguson. <laughs> and, and a little bit like Jack Albertson. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Who did Gig Young look like? He looked like this actor, Richard Long. <laughs> oh, yes. Who... Who uh, who died young from Nanny and the Professor? Uh yeah, yeah and he, he was young. in that Twilight Zone That's right. episode. Correct. And when I watch that Twilight Zone episode where he's like a mad doctor, I I always wonder if that's where Michael Myers was watching that <laughs> and got like the uh, Doctor Evil because oh, Richard Long is holding his pinky to his mouth. How interesting. I always heard it was a Lorne Michaels impression, Dr. E. Yeah, no, it was definitely Lorne Michaels, the voice, but the pinky to the mouth. All right. You see Richard Long doing it. What was the the, uh, Twilight Zone episode? He was a mad doctor, you said? Richard Long. Yeah, you look it up. Look it up. We got about two minutes left. I'm going to knock these two out. One of them involves a Gilbert Gottfried podcast guest. These are two horror Christmas movies or Christmas horror movies. Elves. Are you familiar with a movie called Elves? Oh, vaguely, I'll bet our, yes. ba- our, our buddy McPadden would know this one. In, in fact, the two people who had similar voices, Lorne Michaels and Norman Mailer, both had those type of talking. You know, like Interesting. That, yeah. Yeah. You almost sounded like Jack Hawkins there. Yeah. You almost sounded like oh, a Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, the L- it was falling into an Alfred Hitchcock. A little bit. Too. Yeah. Your Hitchcock story, by the way, of Pat McCormick. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the highlight of the Billy Saluga episode. Okay, quickly. Uh, elves, I'll give you the plot. A Nazi doctor obsessed with eugenics. <laughs> it's like the Christmas version of Boys from Brazil. Decides to create a hybrid race of elves who terrorize a small town during Christmas, and the only one who can save the day is Mike McGavin, a renegade Santa Claus, played by TV's Grizzly Adams. Oh Dan my Haggerty. God! So you got to rent that. Wow, I have to own that. But one. this one takes the cake, and then we'll go out on this: the Ginger Dead Man. <laughs> Are, you ginger- <laughs> Are you familiar with the Ginger Dead Man? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Gary Busey, as a convicted former podcast guest, Gary Busey, as a convicted killer named Millard Findelmeyer. It's hard to believe him as a crazy person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen to this. He's sent to the electric chair only to return as a gingerbread man cookie. Oh, my God. With a vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Gary Busey played a homicidal gingerbread man. So there you so go. There you go. So, so the, the Twilight so happy Zone, holidays. Twilight Zone episode is called <clears throat> Person or Persons Unknown. Oh, yeah. David Gurney wakes up to another ordinary day, except today nobody knows who he is. 
There you go. No, I don't That's think so. But he looks like Gig Young. Yeah, he does well, look like well, Gig Young. Gig Young might, but he could have looked like multiple people. <laughs> no, there was one like pick one, like something like pick one your size or, or. Number two looks like you, or something. I think that I think that's the title. Yeah. Number two looks like you. Yeah, well, he must have been more than one though. But he, yeah. sh- he sure looks like Gig Young. I'm running out of time, Rayburn. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. We gotta find this other Twilight. Zone I gotta episode. sign off. <laughs> so, well, while, while we're rapping, maybe he'll rap slowly. Yeah. Really slowly, and you could look it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Word, I'll talk for the next ten years. <laughs> I don't think I want to hear Gilbert rap at all. <laughs> he doesn't want to hear Gilbert rap. Uh, that's it for, uh, well, Gil, I stumped you. Number 12 yeah. looks oh. just like you. Number 12 looks just that's, like you. That's it. 12. That's okay. it. That's it. Okay, that's yeah. the one. Uh, by the yeah. way, I stumped you was also the catchphrase for, who was it? Tody Fields. <laughs> now, now Never mind. is, is, uh... Is Gig Young the doctor in that? <laughs> Not Gig Young. Richard Long the doctor. Oh my God! <laughs> Richard Long is in this one. Yeah. Too. Okay. Yes, that's right. Richard. All Long, right. Richard Long came to a, an early end, and Gig Young came to a bad end. Oh. Merry yeah. Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Gig Young killed his wife and then himself. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, that's it. Happy holidays. Just like a Perry Como special. These shows are so tightly scripted. Do you think people appreciate how much work goes into fine-tuning? Every word is considered. Oh, my God. Happy holidays, everybody. Okay, Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal episode. sessions.